Ecamp 2019. Can we give Ben a good welcome? Nice. Kia ora, lovely people. So good to see you. Can you just turn to the person next to you and say, you look beautiful tonight. Awesome. Grab a seat. Grab a seat. Great job, bro. Awesome. Guys, so good to see you all. Man, I think this is the best looking intermediates camp I've ever seen. You guys are amazing. Ecamp 2019, this is the place to be. I just firstly want to honour the cooks. Wasn't that dinner and dessert amazing tonight? Wow. Wow. I've never had such good butter chicken. In fact, I've even got a stain because it flicked up on me. And now I'm going to remember it for the rest of my life because it's on my top. So I'm forever grateful. Plus, that sauce, wow. That caramel sauce. I thought that the kingdom was here already. That was amazing. So thank you, cooks. Guys, it is so good to see you. My name is Ben McGregor, and I am all the way from Christchurch, and I just love you guys, man. We are going to have an awesome few days. I just want to quickly say I have got married as well. This is um, my ring on my finger. This is my wife. Yeah, come on. Yeah, most beautiful girl in the world. This is my wife. She's just going to come up on the screen. Wow. She is gorgeous. That's right. Now, um, I have a little confession to make. Um, this is actually my third ring. Um, I know. The first ring, uh, I don't know if I should tell you the story. Um, <laughs> okay, the first ring, you just, let's just say, boys, don't try throw your ring in the water as a game because you won't find it again. Anyway, we were, um, we were in Hawaii, the ocean was real nice. And it was our last few minutes, and I said to my wife, Anna, I said, why don't I just throw my ring in the water, and we'll try to find it. And she said, yeah, okay. So it's her fault. And then uh, we didn't find it. So she said, now, Ben, you're in charge of getting your second ring. So I was like, oh, okay. And so I went to the jewelry store. I got my second ring, and I was so excited. And she said, Ben, that's a girl's ring. I know. I should have told from the sparkles that were around it. Anyway, this is my third ring, but have such a gorgeous wife and we are very excited because today I get to announce to you that we are having a kitten it's so cool I know so um little Darcy very great that's my little cat you you thought I was gonna say that I was pregnant didn't you do I look pregnant I'm a bit of a plus size model anyway guys it is so good to be here now um I just need to ask, who, who's ever heard of Justin Bieber before? Who's here a believer? Yeah, believer, yeah. Some of you will be, some of you will be saying right now, what do you mean? And then others will be thinking, um, sorry, but this has no purpose. But I'll show you, baby. No, I'm just kidding. But um, so you've heard about Justin Bieber. Has any, does anyone actually know Justin Bieber? <laughs> Little girl out the front's like, yeah, in my dreams. You know, um, there's a difference between knowing about someone and knowing them. Does that make sense? You can know about someone. You can even follow them on Facebook and Instagram and all these different things. But if you haven't actually met them, it's something different. And I want to tell you, maybe you're here tonight and you've heard of the name of Jesus. You've heard about him, but I want to tell you that he wants to come and introduce himself to you this weekend. He loves you. He is so proud of you. And I'm going to share a little bit more about that. Does that sound all good? 
Awesome. So I'm just going to pray for you guys real quick, and then I'm going to get straight into it. So Lord, I thank you for this incredible crew. Thank you that you love them. And Lord, I pray that they will know of your love for them and everything that they do. Lord, I pray that we will be able to know not just about you, but we will truly know you this weekend. And Lord, that it will change not just their lives, but the lives around them. Thank you for the power of one. Thank you that you came and gave everything for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, now who's ever been seven years old here? Um, is, there, is there any seven-year-olds here in the house? Oh, seven, yep. You know, when I was seven, I was your age as well. And, um, you know, most kids, when they're seven, they're like, yeah, come on. What's your name? Tiana. That's a beautiful name. You need a lollipop, my friend. You are incredible. I know. She's seven. She's seven. Well, tell you what. You are not seven, bro. And now I'll tell you what, when I was seven years old, most kids like Fortnite, you know, or, um, I know they're like, boom, boom, nah. Minecraft, netball, football, Barbies, rugby. But I'll tell you what, I was a little bit of a weird kid because when I was a kid, I was fascinated with these things called sewage tanks. Now, if you don't know what a sewage tank is, it's where your poos and wheeze goes after you've gone toilet. And at the back of my friend's house, they had this massive sewage tank. And um, I, you might have, some of you might have heard this story. You'll love it. Okay, so at the back of my friend's house, uh, there was this massive sewage tank. It weighed like a thousand elephants. And I like slid it open and I looked inside and I said, wow, look at those poos and wheeze. And my American friend starts pulling my top, and he says, my mom says we're not allowed to go here, because that's what Americans sound like. And I said, no, this is paradise, man. I'm loving this. And so I look in again, and I say, wow, look at those poos and wheeze. And my friend keeps pulling my top, and he says, no, we have to go. My mom's going to see us. And I said, just one more look. And I said, wow, look at those poos and wheeze. And my friend's like, no, we have to go. So I was like, fine. And so I, I get this lid that weighs about a thousand elephants, and I'm, I'm pulling it and pulling it, and suddenly the lid falls in to the poos and wheeze. Now, that would have been okay, but I was holding on to the lid. So I fell into the poos and wheeze, and I hit my head. I won't go into too much detail, but let's just say it was a bummer, okay? But we got to the bottom of it. Um, at the crack of dawn. Okay, now, butt out of it now. We're being cheeky. Oh, okay, anyway, I'm, I come out, and I'm covered with all this gunk. And my American friend sees me, and you know what he does? Mom, there's a monster! And he runs up to his mom, and my brother comes out, who I won't name, because that's unfair on Josh, but he wets his pants. And my other brother, who I won't name, because that's unfair on Simon, but he faints. But my mom, she runs to me, and she gives me the biggest hug. <laughs> some of you are like, ah. Oh. Some of you are like, ugh. I'm a, uh, I'm a kids pastor in Christchurch. And I said to my kids in Christchurch, why do you think my mum gave me a hug? This little five-year-old boy put his hand up and said, because uh, uh, she likes poos and wheeze. <laughs> But there was a little girl that put her hand up. Girls are the more sensible ones. And she said, 
Your mom hugged you because she saw beneath the prison ways to see that you're her child. I know, isn't that awesome? And I'll tell you what, in a funny way, that is all of our lives. I know, right? (laughs) Who's ever gone toilet before? No, I'm just kidding, no. What I mean by that is that all of us have done wrong things. In fact, I do this little test. It's called the lieometer. And I want you to put your hand up if you've ever told a lie before. If you don't have your hand up, you're lying. The whole thing is all of us have done wrong things. In fact, it started, and we can read it in this book called the Bible. Who's heard of the Bible before? Yep. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and He made it perfect. He made it good. But He loved us so much that He created humans, and He gave them a choice. And He said, you can either choose to follow me, and you will be able to live a great life. You'll be able to live in goodness and perfection, or you can choose your own way. And they were living in the garden. They were walking with God. And then suddenly there was like a snake and the snake came and he started to tempt uh, and he started to say to Adam and Eve, you're missing out. If you don't eat that fruit, then you're going to miss out. And you know what? That was the first case of FOMO that we ever hear about. Because there was a fear of missing out. There was this thing that Adam and Eve had where they're like, man, there there might be more than this. There might be something else that I'm not having right now. And they decided to go down their own path. And there was brokenness. There was hurt. There was pain. And there was darkness. And because God was so full of light, so full of goodness, he actually had to allow them to be able to leave from where he was because he was so good and perfect that actually they couldn't connect with him because they were so broken. But God knew that there was going to be a way to be able to bring them home. And throughout the Bible, throughout the brokenness, throughout the pain, throughout the things that we've done in our lives the wrong, God knew that he would send someone. And there's that verse that you've all got on your um, little wristbands there, 1 Timothy 2 verse 5. And it said, there is only one God And Jesus Christ is the only one who can bring us to him. Do you know that for the penalty for doing anything wrong, for sin, that's what wrong is, was death. And so anytime that you did anything wrong, either you had to die or you had to have someone else die instead of you. I know, that was sad. And God didn't want it that way. And so he said, I'm going to send someone to earth to be able to show you the right way. I'm going to show you perfection. I'm going to show you what it is to love people fully. And not only am I going to die for you, but I'm also going to live for you as well. And that is why we're here today, because Jesus died on the cross for us. And you know, he could have easily come down from that cross. He had power to do everything, but it was love that held him up there because you and me are precious to him. I want to uh, do this in a little example. I need a little volunteer real quick. Orange, orange chop, come on up, bro. Come on up. Oh, he's clapping his hands. He's excited about this. So we've got a sewage tank that you're going to jump into. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he got freaked for a second. Um, now, bro, what's your name? Dylan. Dylan. Dylan the moon. Okay. Well, Dylan, I've got this $20 note here. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Nice. See, it's got on that side a bird. Right, and a little flower. Oh, yeah, that's, cool. that's exciting. And then, oh, it's Queen Lizzie. So that's also quite cool. So 
this is a $20 note. How much is it worth? Oh, no, $20. Wow, he's good. This guy's good. Okay. Now, Dylan, what I want you to do is scrunch this up, okay? Scrunch this up in your hands. Oh, my goodness. Dylan, just scrunch this up. It's probably lost its worth. How much is it worth now? $20. Is it still worth $20? Yeah. Okay. What about this? I want you to spit on it. Like, pfft. oh, wow. Okay. That, wow. I'm not even that big. Okay. Wow. Okay. So it's been squished up and spat on. Wow. You got nice saliva. And, um, how much is it worth now? $20. $20? Okay, what if you stand on it? I want you to stand on it. Yep, nice. Oh, he stood on it. You know what that means? It's no longer worth $20, is it? Still? How much is it worth now? $20. What if we try and rip it a little bit? How much, how much is it still worth? $20. Do you know what, Dylan? I want to tell you, and I want to tell you, my friends, this is like our lives. We might have felt scrunched up. We might have felt stood on. We might have felt spat on. We might have felt like we're worthless, but we have never lost our worth to God. And I want to give that to you, bro, to remind you of that, that you are awesome, man. You're incredible. You're an encourager, Dylan. <laughs> Share the saliva with your friends. Nice. <laughs> Good work, bro. Dylan, I actually um, want to say as well that you've got a real gift of encouragement over your life, bro. You're going to really encourage the people around you. They're going to look to you, brother. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Um, now, I want to tell you that actually all of you here are so precious to God. Your worth is in Him. He loves you. He delights in you. And no matter what you feel like, maybe you feel like you've done the wrong thing. Maybe you feel like you've messed up sometimes. Maybe you feel like no one's there that cares for you. I want to tell you there is one that has the scars to prove your worth, and that is Jesus. He loves you so much. And that's the nails that went into his hands to remind you just how precious you are to him. That actually, no matter what we've done, even when we fall in the sewage tank, you know, <laughs> he actually sees beneath all that to see that we're his children. And he wants us to turn from those things and turn to him and to have a life with him. And I want to share a story with you just to finish off, just a brief story. Is that okay? And then I'm done just about a boy that is in my church that had an incredible encounter with Jesus. He just met Jesus. And so uh, this is a boy called Alizé. He's going to come up on the screen. Alizé, he's nine years old um, when this photo is taken. He's a good-looking boy. And he is um, uh, the oldest of three kids. And he doesn't have a dad on the scene. He just have, has his mum. And uh, Alizé's younger brother, Andre, had been in and out of hospital. You'll probably see a um, photo come up on them. So that's his mum, Dani, and um, that's his little brother, Andre, who's been severely disabled, and it's been a very hard journey for them. And that's their other little sister, Avi. And um, they were going in and out of hospital, and uh, it actually looked like Andre was going to die quite a few times. And suddenly, in the midst of... Andre going in and out of hospital, Alizé comes up to his mom and he says, I'm going to pray to Jesus. And Danny thought, the mom thought, what the heck? I haven't even mentioned Jesus to him. 
And he, uh, he said, you know, I, I know that Jesus loves him and he wants to come into his life. And Danny starts saying, where did you hear about this Jesus? I haven't talked to you about him or anything. And then he just said, oh, I know that he's real. He, he comes and he, he reminds me in my heart that he loves me. And there was this beautiful thing that happened, but the mum was very confused. And so the brother, Alizé, he kept praying for his little brother to get out of hospital. He kept praying that he'd be well. And as they were in hospital, he just said, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray to Jesus because I believe in Jesus. And Dani was just so confused. She's like, what's happening? And one of the nurses went to our church. And um, Dani, the mum, said, actually, um, I don't know why, but he's, he's so interested in Jesus. And he wants to be able to go to church. And the nurse said, well, we've got an amazing church uh, in Christchurch, and we'd love you to come to it. And she ignored it the first time, but then the second time she said, actually, I think I should take him to church. And so she didn't know what church would be like, and they turned up at our church in a full suit. He came in a tie and in a tuxedo and everything, and they sat at the back of the church. And then one of our team came up to welcome them and said, hey, are you guys here for the first time? They said, yes. And uh, the mum said, actually, we don't know why, but um, he just has a relationship with Jesus and he wants to come to church. He wants to know more about Jesus. And um, they started to tell him about how much Jesus loved him and how much Jesus loved the mum as well. And suddenly she just felt this thing in her heart, the mum. And she said, wow, I've never experienced this before. And they said, that's just God's love. He loves you so much. And they came and became part of our family, but then they started bringing more people. They said, man, our lives have been a lot of hard work, but actually we're going to invite more and more people to come to know Jesus. And so Alizé starts inviting all of his friends to church, and the mum starts inviting all of her friends. They invited about 35 people to church. I know, right? That is a cool crowd. And they are all coming. They're sitting up the front, and God is meeting with them all. And Alizé, he's now 10, he felt in his heart, he said, now I want to get baptized. I want to be able to show God's love to other people. And uh, for those of you that don't know, baptism is where we literally just say we want to follow Jesus for the rest of our lives. And so um, we go under the water and we come up and it's like saying that we're a new creation in Jesus. And so um, you know, this picture will come up. We get um, words written on our top. And in front of the whole church, we have about um, 500 people at our church in one of the services. And I interviewed him. I said, why did you choose the word miracle? And he said, because my life is a miracle. And then he said, and my mum's life is a miracle. And my brother's life is a miracle. And all of you guys, your life is a miracle as well. And so I got the privilege of baptizing this boy, Alizé. And as I baptized him, he came out and he just started crying and crying in my arms. And I didn't understand why. And he whispered to me afterwards. And he said, Ben, I now have the father that I've always wanted. And I want to tell you that there is a loving father that loves every single one of you. He is so proud of you. And he is not standing there with his arms folded saying, I told you so. He has his arms wide open and he runs to you, no matter what you feel you've covered in. And he wants to give you the biggest hug. And I want to tell you as we go on this journey for the next few days that there are people in this room that might feel like Alizé's situation. And I want to tell you that there is always hope with Jesus. He wants to come and meet with you. And it's 
the power of one. It's the power of knowing Jesus for yourself, but then knowing that that love is going to overflow from your life and change the lives around you. I'm just going to invite the worship team up right now. Guys, thank you so much for listening to me um, this evening. It's been so great being with you guys. You're amazing. I'd love, I love to just pray for you. And just um, if, if you want to just stand up right now, stand to your feet. We're going to go into two more songs. Awesome. Now, maybe you're here for the first time and you're like, wow, I just came for the free food. I don't know anything else about this. I want to tell you that actually you have incredible leaders here that love you. Who, who loves their leaders here? Aren't they awesome? I want to, Josh and Wendy, who are running this camp, they are phenomenal. They, you can trust them. They are such wonderful people. And maybe in worship, you see people raising their hands. Who's seen people raising their hands in worship? I want to tell you, they're not trying to use the force or anything. They're not like, oh. They're not trying to high five the sky. What's happening is actually when we're opening our hands, just like my mum ran to me and I ran with my arms open to my mum, God wants us to be able to open up our hearts and just let Him come and fill us. It's like receiving a gift at Christmas time. It's opening up our hands and our hearts and just saying, God, you are welcome. So I'm just gonna pray. And what I'd love you to do is, um, and it's okay to cry during camp as well. I wanna, I wanna let you know that. It's okay in these things. Uh, if you are just feeling overwhelmed with things, just to get a leader to pray for you as well. But what I'd love us to do is just close our eyes and open up our hands like we're receiving a gift. If you just wanna open them out like this. I'm just gonna pray. Lord, I thank you that you love every single person here. Thank you that they are so precious to you. Lord, I pray that just as you came and met with Alizé, Lord, just as my mom came and hugged me in the sewage, Lord, just as we read in the Bible, Lord, about how you came and died on the cross, Lord, I pray that we will know our worth to you tonight. I pray that every heart here will know of your love. Thank you that they are not a mistake this is not a mistake that they are here. Lord, may they know of your power and may they know who you say they are in Jesus' name.